Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We got the right where we want it. Prime time on Football Friday. No one comes into our house and pushes us around. 1080 The Fan. How you play today from this moment on is how you will be remembered. This is a Football Friday edition of Prime Time with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook. Football Friday with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey, hey, hey! Happy Friday! Happy December 30th! Happy final show of the year! I am Luke Anderson. I'm filling in for a guy named Isaac and a guy named Souk. And along for the ride, it's this beautiful man through the glass on the other side of the room. It is Ryan Buckley. Ryan Buckley, what's happening, man? Hello, sir. How are you? More importantly, how are you? Oh, I'm great. Yeah? Friday, baby. Didn't get stuck behind any trains today? I did, in fact, get stuck behind a train (laughs) today. Um, I have since learned that there is a route that I can take to get to the office that will avoid trains regardless of whether they are crossing or not. I did not take that route today. Uh, I got to sit behind the tracks for, oh, I don't know, eight minutes or This is how we learn things. Yeah. yeah. You get stuck behind a train enough times, somebody will pull you aside and go, hey, do things differently. Happy I could do that for you. You know what? You're, um, you're nothing if not uh, a hero in my life. Well, perfect. That's, uh, that's all that I'm aiming for. So uh, <laughs> I'm very excited for today's show. I think we're just going to goof around the entire time, uh, but we're going to do the, uh, the look back, the way back machine. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday we kind of floated this idea on, on this very program we were talking about it. And I think everybody's really keen on the idea of, uh, of just BSing through the year that was 2022, uh, which to me, I, how would you evaluate the year? Good year, bad year, up and down year. I mean, they're all kind of up and down, Well, I, I feel like we're. I feel like we're coming out of the, the pandemic. It feels like it's, it's kind of at least a little bit in our rear view. How is 2022 for you, sir? Yeah, I'm going to say that it, it was a good year. It was yeah. um, because of the fact this was the first year since the pandemic hit that everything, 
I mean, everyone had talked a long time about when it's going to be back to normal, back to normal. And I, I don't know that, you know, we're really totally there or that it ever will totally be like it was before. But we got to do all the things again that we had to stop doing for a while, going to sporting events, going yeah. to concerts, going out to eat. Um, all that became very easy and uh, and not, not problematic anymore. And so, you know, and going back to sports venues was a big part of that and so uh yeah good year yeah yeah i would i would agree i think i think all the sentiments that you had there um for you though personally like this is uh this is the first full year as a parent too. yeah this and you know that's I, that's a fun year because that first six months let's be honest kids are pretty blocks. much worthless yeah, yeah they don't do anything except for any anything the only thing they do requires cleanup and so not really a blast, but that the year, so you're just over a year and a half Yeah, now. He's, a, he's about 20 months. So dude, that's a fun year. It's been an, so the last 12 have been from eight, eight months to 20 months, which basically <laughs> was, on. you know, speed crawling into walking, into running all the words, all the babbling, um, you know, learning to do stuff. It's uh, it's been uh, a pretty magical time. Dude, that's awesome. Well, I'm very happy for you. We did uh, the year that uh, went from five to six with twins and and that is a blast. Seeing the world through your children's eyes as they grow up is like one of the more underrated parts. Mm -hmm. And of, you don't really parenting. think about that until you have kids, I think. I mean, yeah. people talk about it. It's one of those you, you don't really understand it until you get there. Yeah, a very good friend of mine, uh, when I was introduced to her, uh, it, she, she worked here for a while. Um, but we, we keep in close touch even since she's gone. But the, the introduction email... That has like a list of questions like who would you be if you could be anybody in the world and her answer was i wish i could be my eight-year-old i have no idea what this kid thinks and i would love to be able to see the world from his perspective and that's a fresh take on that answer and uh at the time i think the kids were like two or three yeah and now that they're getting like as they get older just looking at the way they work and i have twins who see the world completely differently yeah their that's gotta be wild their, yeah their personalities are totally different the way that they see it and knowing that like they're two minutes apart on any real experience at any time like they, they're pretty much taking in all the inputs at the same time and their output is vastly different that's so, so that cool is, yeah that is pretty fun well one of the things that we're going to talk about today and it, this will not make it but it's very close but this year i took them to their first baseball game oh nice so i took the twins to a twins game mm -hmm. when they played in seattle which that's going to be a tradition and by the way you told me that was a thing that uh a lot of people who are twins will go to twins games when the twins are in town i didn't know that that was a thing oh yeah so uh, the, so this is something that i had i'd always heard and i'd never heard that until yeah. you told me but that's uh, kind of a cool deal yeah well i mean hey it's a it's a minnesota twins game so you go and you show up and uh what i've always heard is yeah when they're in town that's when you know you bring your sets of twins so i was like ah, let's give it a try and sure enough walking around the park it's you know just little twins popping up and around now in fairness i didn't spend a ton of time walking around the the park we spent seven of the nine innings in the kids' play area. There you go. So, I mean, the entire intent behind this was I'm going to take them early, and then I'm not going to require that they watch any actual baseball. So we went into the ballpark. We got them an ice cream, went up to the seats, watched the first inning. Uh-huh. Uh, then they're like, ate said ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just sat there and ate the ice cream, and that's why we watched the first inning. Ice cream finished. 
inning break comes up, mm-hmm. they're like, can we go do something else? And I'm like, absolutely. So we go up to the little batting cage area where they can toss around wiffle balls, swing the plastic bats, have all the fun. We did that for an inning. Then we went to the play area with the slides and the climbing and the little obstacle course that the kids do. And that is where I saw all of the other twins. And it was just mayhem. Then they got <laughs> hungry. We watched another inning while they ate French fries. And then we went back to the kids' area. Got to keep playing. One of them had a hot dog, one of them had French fries. So we did hot dog and French fries, but the one that ate the hot dog did not touch French fries and vice versa. Again, two kids, completely different outlook on the world. But that is not my favorite sporting event of the year. But the plan is, if next year we can get three innings, if we can get four innings in, you know, when they're 8-9, we can get five innings by the time they're 10. By the time they're teenagers, we might sit and watch an entire baseball game. And the trick is make them think that they love going to baseball games for the baseball and then just slowly melt away the slides and the baseball bats and the whole thing. And then eventually we're just watching baseball. This is a good plan and one that you've, uh, you've clearly thought oh, a yeah. bit about well, playing the long game on this one, playing the long and same thing with golf. I take them to play golf, no instruction, no, uh, Hey, try this. None, none of that. It's none just of, none of that. None of the, here are the rules. Yeah. Let's just go and do that. And then, you know, by the time they're teenagers, if they want to play golf uh, or if they want to go outside, they can come and play golf with me. And then I'll, you know, sneak them a beer or whatever, and then they'll be like, I didn't drink beer when I go play golf with <laughs> Well, yeah, I've got a buddy who's got, I think, kids about your age, maybe a couple years older. But uh, the big thing with them, them is he always like, you know, if, if you come with me, I'll let you drive the cart for like when we're when we're oh, uh, outside the clubhouse. You know, when, when, once once the clubhouse can't see us anymore. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'll be like, I have to drive the cart. Yeah, well, and then and it's like, all right, we don't talk about the drinking. <laughs> or the driving, or the drinking and driving when we get home to mom. Just let's keep that between the two of us. Uh, so here's here's where we're going to need help from, uh, from not just you, Buck, because I do want your input on this, but from our listeners, 503-250-1080 is the fan text line. I came up with a handful, and you've, you've really not contributed to this at all. No, not at all. Right well, now. I, I should say I contributed maybe one idea that was kind of uh, received so-so. I don't even know which one that is. Uh, the the bold predictions for 2023. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah I told you. <laughs> See, I told you. Bold, I told you bold predictions are stupid. Um, because uh, here's the other thing: is if you and I were doing this show every day and we made our bold predictions and we put them on the board, then there would be, be something, something to, to follow. Yes. You and I might do three shows in the next year uh-huh. before the last week of next year. <laughs> so maybe we can revisit them next year. But that's that's a long way off. So we don't get to really track those. So. I'm shutting down that idea right now. But here here are the things that we want to talk about. So listeners, throw in your ideas for these topics, but also throw us more topics if you want us to bandy about with them. So best game of the year we would like to discuss, Uh the best sports moment of the year, worst sports moment of the year, uh, best debut for an athlete this year, best sporting event you went to live, and your personal best sporting moment. Those are the ones that I have for now. Those are all excellent categories. Okay. For some, I have I have ideas that are that I feel pretty strongly about, and others I'm very much on the fence about. So we'll be interested to see as we sort of line those up and knock those down what uh, the listeners think as well. Well, and if the listeners want, I mean, the other thing we can do is we can do an extensive breakdown of Thursday Night Football if they'd rather. Ooh, tempting, but no thank you. Okay, so we'll pass on that, and we'll go into it. So, 
I'll give, I'm going to leave this up to you because I don't think we've actually put up the poll question, which I also asked for your help on that. Yeah, and I said we'll come up with something. Yeah. Dude. Is that, I and think that's, that's about it, right? You've got nothing. Yeah. So where do you want? To, <laughs> where do you want to start on this list? Do you want to start with the game of the year? Let's do that. Let's start okay. with the game of the year. All right, that's what we're going to do, kids. We're going to have fun. More listener participation, the better, because uh, this is day two. We're already on each other's nerves. We're not going to get through this without you, <laughs> friends and family that are still listening to 1080 The Fan right now. So send in your ideas. Send in yours. Next, we're going to talk about the game of the year. So start sending those in now, and we'll get to that. It is a Luke and Buck edition of Primetime, 1080 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back. Luke Anderson filling in for Isaac and Souk. Also filling in for Isaac and Souk is Buck. He's here all the time, but sure he, am. he doesn't get the kind of uh, state. Listen, I don't have the ego that those guys have, so I'm giving you room <laughs> to breathe, to speak, to jump in here. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fragile like those guys are. Where I'm worried about you stepping on on my self esteem and, and and running away with the show. You go nuts, man. If you're the if you're the lead dog, I'll jump back, and when I'm ready to take over, I will. We got this thing. I'm glad we have that cleared up. That's yeah. good. Hey, listen, I just want to make sure that uh, that you you feel like, eh, if I'm being an idiot, call me an idiot. I don't care. Do that to Isaac and Sue because they'll start crying like babies or they'll try to punch through the wall. Like, it's guess which one will do which. Oh, it's uh, it's Isaac that does the wall wall punching. No yeah. question. Yeah. yeah. He's high T. He's high T. He might play low T on this show. <laughs> not, Watch not out. So. Watch out. All right. So here's what we're doing today, kids. It's the last live local show. Other than the LSI coverage, right here on 1080 The Fan this year. It's an honor. It's an honor to be here. It's great just to be nominated. It's an honor to be here. All of that. So what we're doing with this is we're going to do a little recap. It's not uh, It's not every year that we get to do this, so you and I have never done this before. We're just going to go through it. We're starting with the best game of the year. Now, just for those at home listening along, we're not using lists. We're not pulling up what everybody thought was the best game of the year. Uh, we're just going off of our heads, so we need your participation. Send in the games that you think of, and we'll try to remember those as well. But there are three games in my head that popped up. Uh, I am curious how many of them you 
will agree with. Okay. Um, and so uh, let's let's hear what your immediate thoughts were when you heard best game of the year. So my immediate thought is uh, I, I generally like the – I almost always want to go to college first because I feel Ooh. like that is where, unless it's one of my own, my my favorite teams, sure. I just feel like that's where there's the most authentic, like unbridled enthusiasm about okay. it from, from fandom and the actual players playing the games. I just, something about the way those big games feel is, a, is sometimes a little bit more special to me. And with, with this year, there was kind of no doubt in my mind, I immediately went to Tennessee beating Alabama 52-49 at Neyland Stadium. I've I've been to a game there. I was there when the Ducks uh, played there in 2011. There's all the cliche stuff about, as you see, it just means more, blah, blah, blah. Going to a meaningful game there is something else. And then they hadn't gotten over on Alabama in years. They're tearing down the goalposts. Hendon Hooker is a, <laughs> a, a Heisman candidate after five touchdown performance. It was just, it was kind of the perfect college football. It was just pandemonium. It was a it hundred points scored. Uh, it was it was awesome. Yeah. Well, that's a good one. I That one did not cross my mind. So that was not on my list. Um, had Alabama lost at that point already? I'm trying to remember because they had, Two losses was that their first? Um, I can look up. I I want to. I don't think either team had. Lo- no, it was uh, at the time. It was number three versus number six, and neither Ooh, team had lost. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a very good one. Um, the the text line has come in and matched one of mine, and I don't think I can put it as my favorite. Uh, but the Mariners eighteen inning. No run playoff game, it which was, came, which came was, a few days after the Indians had played in one of those, didn't they? Like, yeah, yeah. They, they did like sixteen or something. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but that that game came up for me, but I I had to pass on it because I'm like, yeah, it was awesome. The Mariners for one got back to the playoffs after yeah. and, and ended the drought, but nothing happened for eighteen innings. I mean, you had stellar pitching, you had great plays, you had opportunities, but it was like I, I don't. I'm not going to – the memorable part about it is that it went 18 yeah. innings, not how those 18 innings were played. Okay, so that's fair because there's not that moment where something happens. But for a very long time, I've always described – and this this is a problem that baseball has, and this game is a perfect illustration of that. But to a non-baseball fan, this scenario I'm going to set up for you would be the – absolute worst case but for a baseball fan and i haven't even started talking about it and every time i do this little exercise the hair on the back of my arm stands up put yourself at a baseball stadium and two pitchers go into the ninth both with perfect games yeah how awesome would that be incredible but for the same reason that you just poo-pooed this 18 <laughs> inning where every at-bat could potentially end the game, certainly the Mariners' home at-bats, every, and it was the only home game that they had because it was a three-game series, the first two on the road, game three is at home, the first home game played in Seattle in two decades, and every single Mariners at-bat for a full nine innings could potentially end the game. Now, they didn't do it. But that's what kind of that was it's the edge of your seat. That type was stuff. the moment. Yes, yes they yes. Play, they played a full game. Then they played a full game of you sudden, got a double feature, sudden death, but sudden death baseball for nine full innings. 
So, but to me, it's very much like that where it's the closest thing that I can think of to like imagine being there and sitting next to a buddy who has never watched baseball going, oh my God, what is going on? Listen, okay. I can't really say what's happening because I'm not allowed to talk about either of the things that are happening. Like, especially if it's one of your teams, like you can't talk about the Giants pitcher that has the perfect game going and not mention the Mariners game. Like it would just, the tension would be so like thick in the air that that would be awesome. But that is definitely one of my nominees for game of the year. Uh, so and a couple others that did come to mind for me. Um, and, and so another one was I staying in the football realm, but going pros, um, the overtime game between the bills and chiefs, uh, was just sensational. It was a little slow getting started, but then at the end, it was just, they were just trading haymakers. They eventually go to overtime. It ends with, uh, I believe Ty, was it Tyreek Hill hitting the jets to, uh, for the game winner? Was it Kelsey that got the game winner? They both scored in that game. I I know one was tied, one was go ahead. It's all mixed up kind of in my head. I mean, like who scored what that game was so frantic at the end. Yes. I think that that is where I'm going to land with the game of the year, because since that game, the conversation has been, how do we fix football? Like, it broke football. Like, oh, these rules just don't work anymore. Yeah. Well, and and, and then the, on, on top of it, that, I believe, was the cherry on top for a divisional weekend that had four walk-off games. Well, that's the other. Yeah, that is exactly right. And that was a divisional game. It wasn't yeah. even the AFC championship game. Right. And then you have from there, neither of those teams go to the Super Bowl. Like it's just that that game was one of those things where you you looked at it and it's setting up this year again already where you just went dude the AFC has the quarterbacks mm-hmm. the AFC is going to be an absolute dogfight and if Justin Herbert gets into the playoffs mm-hmm. and plays the way he has in end of game scenarios where he can get within a whiff of what we saw from Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes in that game and Joe Burrow throughout the playoffs last year. Dude, I mean, come on. Yeah. You, the future is very bright. How long ago were we having the conversation where you go, oh, with all these quarterbacks aging out, Tom Brady will be done soon, and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and Drew Brees is already done, and we were worried about the health of the NFL because we were losing so many star quarterbacks. Dude, the star quarterbacks are 25 years old, and they're all playing in the AFC, at least right now, and it's awesome to watch. Yeah, so, it's, it is It is the best, and, and it's fun because – for a while, we had been wondering when when the new wave was kind of going to take oh, yeah, over yeah. for the old guard, yep. and, now, and now that time is... That was the passing of the torch. Yeah, to me, that game yep. was the passing of the torch. And and it's funny, because you went to college for your first game. The NFL is immediately where I go. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is to think that it's almost a full calendar year ago, and I'm still amped for that game. Like, I cannot wait. wait. This weekend, you've got Joe Burrow against Josh Allen, but... I cannot wait to see how the AFC seeds out. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, or Pat Mahomes could all end up with the one seed in the bye. But again, Herbert going in there and playing and and having an opportunity at hopefully Lamar Jackson gets healthy and he could be in there playing. But the way that the seeding falls in the AFC has me on the edge of my seat right now. Yeah, I, I, I love it. And I, I feel like... Really, I feel like both conferences this year are wide open and that should lead to uh, some serious excitement come playoff time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, somebody chiming in on the fan text line, and maybe a bit biased, uh, but from a regional perspective, UW Oregon was amazing. And honestly, that that game was 
really incredible. Uh, it was just a, just a, a gut wrenching bummer for Ducks fans that Bo Nix couldn't get on the field for that fourth and one that they went for oh at the end of the game. Um, but how do you not go deep with Ty Thompson right there? <laughs> like that dude, I would go play action all day and just have somebody running free. Like just have him on a on a boot. They'd never see it coming. Oh my god, that'd have been awesome. But also, but yeah. I would say on the, from the from the regional standpoint, and and, and it stings me as a duck to say this. <laughs> The Ducks Beavers game, man. Yeah, a, 20, a 21 point comeback with comeback without throwing a pass. Dude, Are you kidding was, me? Yep. Uh, and in and in the winning team's home stadium, it was that was for, regionally those two games were incredible. I would probably have to give Ducks Beavers a nod there. Dan Lanning has lost three games as a head coach of the Oregon Ducks, and two of them in the most spectacular, most heartbreaking fashion, mm-hmm. and the other one in the most embarrassing, <laughs> worst kind of fashion. Yep. So, yeah, yep. that one is uh, that one is definitely uh, the, both of those games. I, I don't know if I could pick between those two, and I am not a Ducks fan, but I'm nor am I a Beaver or a Husky fan. So, watching both of those games, like I'm kind of with you that they're it's hard to pick between them mm-hmm. at the same time. And as a Duck fan, you can't pick either. Yeah, yeah, one was, I mean, UW Oregon felt a little more back forth. It could yeah, be yeah, either yeah, totally. team either way. And then with with Oregon Oregon State, it felt like, you know, Oregon has this thing in, in control, and then there's just an avalanche coming all of a sudden <laughs> that you can't get out of the way of. The fan text line always coming through. 503-250-1080. Send in your favorite games, favorite moments of the year. Any other topics you want us to discuss, we're going to go through a litany of best ofs uh, for today's show. But... Somebody put it, the last game Urban Meyer coach does it for me. <laughs> Dude, any of the game. Did he did he make it to 2022? I don't think he did. Uh he would have he was fired before January. I think you're right. He had to have been. There's he did not survive. The right, season. right. I think there's I think no you're right. way he made it to right. the last two weeks of the season, but dude, that's pretty funny. Um, let's see this one saying, I don't know if I put it on the best game list because I'm not a soccer fan, but the Timbers versus New York in the MLS championship. That was earlier this year. Oh, I forgot um, that that was this year. I did watch though. There was two soccer games that I watched this year. It was that game, which was very entertaining. Uh-huh. And then of course the world cup final and the, and the world cup final was sensational. I was asking a couple buddies today what they thought and almost everyone's response for game of the year was that world cup final. I'm not a big enough soccer fan that it's going to make that for me, but Agreed. I know for fans of the sport, many think it's the best soccer game that's ever been played. And it happened to be for the world cup uh, trophy. Yeah. Well, and there's, and there's something about the narratives going in. I mean, I don't know. I was it a team that never repeated or hadn't repeated since forever. And the the performance, I, I forget the guy's name, the the Frenchman. Oh, Kylian uh, Mbappe. There you go, Mbappe with the uh, with the hat trick, and uh-huh. then and then Messi getting his. The storylines going into that uh, were epic, and it felt like one of those things where there's no way this game can live up to the hype, right? And then it does. Uh-huh. So I'm I'm with you 100. percent If I were a soccer fan, I would pick that. But I just. I can't. You have to kind of. You have to kind of lean into your your sports. The, the other one I was trying to think of was there a game, and I thought that you would have it if there was. So there must not have been. But was there a game where the Warriors kind of slam dunked? So that that was going to be 
it's on more of a personal note. I didn't think it would necessarily resonate with everybody here, but sure. uh, or everybody listening. But yeah, game four against the Boston Celtics, okay. they were down two games to one, and Curry went for forty three points in that one, yeah. and. Uh, I think it'll probably go down as the most meaningful game of his career uh, because it was essentially him winning the title without the help of Kevin Durant. And, you know, once people had kind of already thought they were over the hill and they were down two games to one in the series uh, and he just basically took over. It'll probably be his crowning game as a warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your response to the uh, the Ducks losses. I like teams winning it, not so much teams giving away with mistakes and there there's an element to that oh, but yeah but guess who doesn't count it as uh oh they gave us the game beavers fans and huskies fans <laughs> so when your team is giving giving the game away uh it always feels that way but when uh the other team feels like they took it from you uh they don't look at it in the same way so all right those are the games of the year let's put uh let's do this because we this is where we normally do the poll question let's go ahead and put the world cup I think we both agree that Bills, uh, Bills Chiefs, uh, belongs on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't we go with the baseball, the Mariners game? Okay, let's go those three and Ducks Beavers. Uh, yeah, go Ducks Beavers. Let's see There's how much pe- how much people how many Beavers fans are listening. <laughs> listening. And that'll go up uh, at ten eighty the fan on Twitter. That is brought to you by uh, AAA Heating and Cooling, uh, aaiaq.com. That's right. Cool. All right, good stuff there. Uh, we 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 forge ahead, and I wanted to get, and this will be a little bit of rinse and repeat, but I think it hits a different chord. Your favorite sports moment mm. of the year. So this doesn't have to necessarily be a game, but your favorite sports moment. This can be yours. This can be somebody else's. This can be whatever. Uh, but we'll do that uh, next. Favorite sports moment of 2022. You're listening to a Luke and Buck edition of. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All righty. We're doing a little year in review. Uh, I'm Luke Anderson. I'm filling in for Isaac and Souk. Uh, since they're not here, we get to do whatever we want. And uh, Buck and I decided we are going to do a little year in review. So it's uh, it's going to be fun uh, to kind of look back at these moments because we're trying to do this from memory the best that we can. So um, we just did the best sports games of the year, um, and now trying to think of the best sports moments, the things that captivated you. Uh, I also want to mix in the worst with this as well, because I kind of go kind of hand in hand a little bit. Um, but the two things that I thought of, and and I don't have a ton on this, so I'm really interested to see what comes through on the text line and what you have in mind, Buck. Uh, but the two 
that pop up, best, worst, whatever they are, but the moments that stand out in my head, one is Coach K retiring. Yep, that's a good and one. And I think that was just kind of the run-up, and you have, you know, the the, the NCAA tournament and, and all of that, and there's not really a single, like, solitary moment in there but just kind of the whole thing just say anytime you say goodbye to to a legend the other one uh i couldn't really put this in games but i don't know how much you enjoy this uh but i enjoy it much more now that i'm a father but u.s open sunday ah yes is absolutely fantastic but matthew fitzpatrick out of the sand on 18 was awesome yeah, I've forgotten about that. Those, I'd really forgotten about that. Those, there were some really great golf moments this year. There, there were, but so, and then on the flip side of that coin is the Live Golf Tour. Yeah, and that's one that kind of gets in my head. But golf was insane this year. Well, yeah, and and the Live Tour also uh, had regional interest as well because they had yep. that uh, one of their first events out at Pumpkin. Yeah. Um. The the other one that I would add in there, and I don't know. Again, I don't know where you put this best, worst, whatever. Is Russell Wilson getting traded? Yeah, that moment and and like looking back on it now, it's just like nobody thought. I think you, I think you did this to me. Did you play the Brock Heward interview recently as one of the best ofs? Yes, yes, I did. Like on the day of the trade. Yeah, the day of or or the morning after or the, the afternoon after or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the 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 impact of that has been. 90 degrees or 180 degrees in a different direction than I think anybody thought it would be. And frankly, just following this downward spiral now, it's because it, it seems like every week the nightmare gets worse. <laughs> it's you a, know? Well, it does, but at the moment, like, it was triumphant for Denver. Oh, oh and yeah, it, they thought this, it was, we're, we're Super Bowl bound, and, baby. Well, and this was, this was the tank is on in Seattle, and Seattle's by no means a lock to make the playoffs, but they've certainly had a far more interesting season from a wins and losses standpoint than the Denver Broncos have, but just like the, the, the mayhem that has followed Denver all year and their coach is already fired and people are apologizing to him and you have to come in defense of the quarterback. So yeah, that is, it's, it's, it's certainly been, been something, but I'm very interested to hear what your thoughts are and just try to step away from the games and I know that the the Matthew Fitzpatrick one it was on the field, but I just, dude, I, I've talked about that for a, a week straight of just, dude, the guy had been 17 for 17 hitting fairways and like 17 for 17 hitting greens yeah. that day. And here he is in the sand. I'm just looking at that shot going, oh, uh, I don't know. Do you have a shovel? I'm a, and I, I honestly, I'm like, I, I didn't know that he was even going to be able to take a shot at it. And then he just stings. That's what it felt like. So yeah. that's that's a one that's a one actual on-field moment but that that got me. But what what do you have for that? Uh, for me it's a, it's a little bit more of a sentimental one and it was uh, Clay Thompson getting back on the basketball court. Oh, yeah. It, okay. You know, he had missed and I I'm, I'm probably going to get the fi- the figure wrong, but I think he, it had been 934 days between games. I will I am not a Warriors fan by any stretch. Uh I've I've always enjoyed the core of that team and the pre years mm-hmm. I thought they were fun yeah and 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 so but with clay you know he yep. tears his ACL in the NBA finals that they lose to the Raptors yep he basically the Raptors mi- then he basically misses the entire next season because he's rehabbing that ACL and he's about to be back for the first game of the following season that he's missed and he blows his Achilles out and it's like a week and a half before the season starts and the process starts over again. I mean, it was... So So here's here's the, the thing about that is I'm all in with you on that moment when he returned. But can I also say, he is a different Clay Thompson since he's returned. Oh, he yeah. Is now, he is now like... like uh, 
what's the uh, evil twin version? Yeah, he's like, a little he salty and demonstrative. Salty. He totally is. <laughs> yeah. He's taunting the Grizzlies well, the other night. I mean, the- he, he got tossed in the game against the Suns basically because uh, Devin Booker started uh, held him to 0 for 4 shooting to start the game. And then he's waving his hand around at Devin Booker, showing him his rings he's got. And it's like, he does not like the fact that his game has taken a, a slight step back. Oh, and he's, uh, and he's, he's wearing in, it a little bit. Yeah, he's reminding people of, of why he deserves all the respect in the world. And yeah, but it, it's it, that moment you're like, oh, the joy is coming back to this Warriors team. Dude, there is, that is not a thing. Yeah. And he, he, he's, he's salty, he's crusty. Steph's playing amazing, but he's. But he's also this guy who I got I got the chance to cover him for a few years in Bay Area and he loves basketball more than anybody <laughs> on that team loves basketball. Yeah. More than Steph. I mean, he, he I remember in an interview with him once he's out, he said, I'm gonna play this game till my knees fall off. And like he's like, he just yeah. he and Steve Kerr has referred to him as like a golden retriever who just will, will not stop playing ball until you until you take it away. And uh he loves the game so much. He was hurting so much to be out and then watching the kind of triumphant return at home, uh the last man announced off the bench. I couldn't tell you who they played, I couldn't tell you how many points he scored, <laughs> but that moment was the yeah. ultimate goosebumps moment yeah. for me of the year. Well, I'll give a great one here on the text line. This just happened, so I'm I, I'm remiss for not. I saw this. This is really good. I worked security at Mona Center. For me, the best moment of the year was after the Hornets game the other night when they celebrated Dame passing Clyde for the all-time leading score. I got goosebumps seeing that in person. I didn't realize that they did the celebrity. I was watching the, or the celebration. I was watching the game where he broke the record, which was fantastic. He does it on free throws. And, dude, the ending where he scores with, what, three seconds left, and then uh, uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander makes the game winner at the other end yeah. and says that Dame is his inspiration. That was a cool moment. It was a very cool moment. Very cool, but I didn't I didn't actually get to see the celebration. I certainly wasn't there live, but that does sound epic. I mean, that guy is, I mean... He's, he's everything to the Blazers organization right now. And if if he plays in another jersey, that will be a very sad moment in sports, mm-hmm. but certainly worth celebrating. So, yeah, I'm 100%. An NFL fan weighed in saying uh, their moment was when Aaron Donald swung down Joe Burrow for the sack and did the super the finger wag in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and he said also Cooper Cup winning the Super Bowl MVP and uh, and the wide receiver triple crown, semi-local boy in third-round draft pick, uh, having uh, one of the greatest seasons ever. Yeah, th- there there is something certainly to be said about the, the the local angle of that but yeah it's like just how do you not root for Cooper Cup and this year the 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 switch that a single calendar year can have and where the in one year the Rams went from Super Bowl champs to now just an absolute pile Baker Mayfield of, well, so I know, I we'll, know. No, but we'll talk about this later. In the, I threw it in the hot five at five, but uh, there is—I can't remember who it is—the 64th starting quarterback will make an appearance in uh, in this weekend's games, and that is an NFL record for the most starting quarterbacks in a season this year. I mean, the amount of injuries that we've seen and the amount of turmoil and shakeups and everything is is absolutely insane. So the number of quarterbacks that have played this year, but I mean. Baker Mayfield is the starting quarterback for the Rams. Yeah, it's what is going on? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, that's that's an absolute good one. So I don't know, I don't know what the what the best or the worst. Uh, one of the worst, a nominee from the text line, uh, worst worst moment uh, is Deshaun Watson. Yep. Yep, I can. So. We can agree with that. Uh, somebody else saying uh, uh, one of the saddest moments: the passing of Vince Scully. Um, we. Oh yeah. We uh, we I mean, obviously we just we also just had Pele. We yep. had Franco Harris. Um, 
Mike yeah. Leach, some, yeah. some 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 really uh, pretty prominent individuals. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about. Yeah, those are all really bad. I th- there's got to be more. We didn't. I didn't plan an in memoriam. Yeah, I didn't really either for the year. But just with those names, I feel like there's some other big ones um, this year. So maybe we'll look into that a little bit more. Um, greatest moment was Miami Hurricanes sucking. All the rocks this year. That from the fan text line. There is no sour grapes here in the uh, the home of the Oregon Ducks. It's funny. I kind of I'm not mad enough about like Cristobal going to Miami to like want him to really do well. But boy, there is a there's a entire there's an entire contingent of Ducks fans that very much want to see him lose every game he coaches. Well, it's funny because like I I'm definitely guilty of the I will root against Russell Wilson until you sure. know, the end of t- whatever. I've actually gotten over that because he's playing so bad that I don't even think it's worth it. I'd like to see him play a little bit better at this point. But the the Oregon, yeah, the Oregon uh, being jilted twice for uh, dream jobs, mm-hmm. I think is uh, is definitely a little bit sour. But um, yeah, that's that's tough. Oh, here, already right here on the fan text line, Madden and Bill Russell both passed away this year, and uh, and great Seahawks reporter John Clayton in the ESPN. Oh, too. John. Jeez. Yeah, holy cow. Um, best moment, worst moment, uh, both involved Brittany Griner as well. I think we'd be remiss. Yeah, did, that was if, huge. If we did not mention those uh, as well. Um, all right, so next let's go to best debut for an athlete. And this can be college, pro, whatever it is. Uh, we'll, we'll use that uh, as our jumping off point. Uh, for the next round of uh, the best of 2022. We do that next. It is a Buck and Luke edition of Primetime on 1080 The Fan and the Odyssey app. Gone Audible. There's, Hot rap. I, well, I just, I was I was thinking of, the, like, we, we were running into the end of that segment anyways. We were kind of pushing the clock a little bit and uh, just thinking of the sports moments of the year. And, like, in the break, I'm like, we missed some of the biggest one. We had a 700th home run in Major League Baseball. Yeah, we did. A 62nd home run in Major League Baseball. Uh-huh. A 3,000th hit in Major League Baseball. Wait, who got the 3,000th hit? Mickey. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got yep. you've got Aaron Judge milestones, a Yankees all time record. You have Albert Pujols uh, getting in rare air with seven hundred home runs. Miggy getting in rare air with three thousand hits. And you know what else I forgot? And I you this should be you the Steph Curry record breaker. Uh, no, the all time three point record. T- yeah, but got taken we, down too. We knew, we knew that, it was coming. Yeah, we that one that one you can see coming. But it was cool. Like Reggie Miller and Ray but Allen did, were there for it, and it was, it was a you, cool thing. Did you honestly think Pujols would get to seven hundred? No, I thought he was cooked, and so, I'm pretty sure he's juicing now. I mean, it's like <laughs> like that guy was done cakes, and he just out of no, what did he he the tear he finished the yeah. season on? It should not have been possible. I I hope it's all legit, and and maybe it is, but it seemed it seemed otherworldly. <laughs> He got so hot. He was juicing. You immediately went there. That's fantastic. Well, and he might have been. Well, but if anyone would know, it would be the Giants fan over here. Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. But but there is uh, like there, there is little suspicion around Aaron Judge, and you just hope that he never. Uh, well, whatever. I don't care. That dude is so I, friggin' big. Yeah, but I don't care if yeah, all these guys are juicing. Juice away. I don't records, care either. Records are made to be broken. There's already a seventy plus, uh, you know, home run. Just go, go get them all. Uh, the other one that I thought that I don't know how interested you are in this, but here's where it was fun for me as I happened to be in Boston 
and my brother and I were we were looking for um, candle pin bowling. I love candle pin bowling. I've only done it in or outside of Boston. Okay, so that's the only place you can do it. They do not exist outside of the North. They should. It's like, really fun. Oh, listen. Me and my brother went. He now has an idea that we need to open a candle pin bowling in here. I think sounds it'd be like successful. sounds like you want to join. Uh, I would the investment like to be group. part of it. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. So that that's because I don't know a lot of people that have done candle pin. I'm trying to explain. But it. everyone I know who's done it loves it. And 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 for anybody that hasn't done it, picture bowling only fun. <laughs> that right? But basically, it is bowling with the same number of pins, but they are skinny. They're candle pins, well, and yeah, so but... and you you bowl a ball that is much smaller. It's about the size and weight of a bocce ball, yep. and you get three frame or you get three, three balls yep. per frame, um, and you can just rifle those suckers because they're so small. It's really hard to get a strike. Your arm never gets tired. Yep. Uh, no one's ever bowled a perfect game. Yep. And again, it is way more fun than bowling. Agreed. Way like, and it's not it. It's not even close. I went bowling, either right before, or right after. Way more fun. That's not the point of the story. Point of the story is, we got we found the the closest one to our hotel, and we walked down there. But they did not open until noon. We walked a little brisker than we needed to to get there. So we had about thirty minutes to kill. And we went into uh, the oldest Boston-looking pub that we could find. And it was like Old English Tom's Pub or whatever. Old Tom's English Pub. Something. Mm -hmm. Don't know. But we go in there, and it's 1130 in the morning on a Saturday. Okay. And it is absolutely packed with old Bostonians. Okay. And they are all arguing to the like to the teeth just at each other trying to place their wagers for the Kentucky Derby. Okay. And we had forgotten that it was Derby Day. Yeah. And like I would love to go to the Kentucky Derby at some point in my life. I think that would be one of those sporting events that's worth going to. In uh, in two years, not this year, but the following, my best friend uh, is doing that for his 40th birthday. So we're every all, all going to go do every it. Every time I talk to you, you have something two years out. You're a year and a half from Bandit. Yeah, I get Bandit. Yeah, a year and a half yeah. from Bandit, two years from the Derby. Yeah. Jeez, 2024 is going to be awesome for you. Can't wait. Uh, why don't you plan something this year? So I got a kid eventually. The, the thing is, I didn't know that they took the Kentucky Derby as seriously elsewhere outside of Kentucky. They do. Boston takes it very seriously. I didn't realize that. Well, so all these old guys placing their bets, and then we get way too drunk candle pinball. We thought we'd do like two games. We ended up doing like nine games and I think a beer per game, and so we ended up a little sauced. Uh, leaving candle pin bowling, but we're on foot and we're just hoofing it. And we had to be at the airport at like 7 p.m. Well, we went out and we were trying to sober up and get food. Nobody would serve us because we were two drunk idiots on Derby Day. <laughs> okay. But everywhere was packed. And it's people wearing the big hats and they're dressed to the nines. And Derby Day was crazy in Boston. So anyways, there was an 80 to 1 shot that won the Kentucky Derby. That's right. What was that horse's name? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to look it up now. Uh, but we're trying to do this from memory. Let me see if I can find a uh, Derby winner. But it was a pretty good name, if I re recall correctly. But there's an 80 to 1 shot winning the Kentucky Derby. Oh, yeah. It was Rich Strike. <laughs> yes. So and anybody, it was a Rich Strike. Anybody that bet on Rich Strike 
one. So anyways, there's, there's so many great sports moments, uh, this year and, and there's not enough time to probably get to all of them, but yeah, those, uh, those were a couple more that we had to do it. Somebody says, did we already mention the Mariners making the playoffs? Yes. We've mentioned it in some fashion or another, but there were a lot of great ones. Uh, um, you know, the, the Orioles and the Mariners both being in the playoff race at the end mm-hmm. and just all the things, the expansion of all playoffs has meant a lot more to me than I thought it would. Cause I always make fun of the NBA cause they have too many playoff teams, uh-huh. but that's partly because the Blazers make it every year and just don't do anything. But when your team hasn't made it for, a, uh, you know, the entire century that we're living in, uh, having those expanded playoffs, I don't care how many teams are expanded. The Mariners finally <laughs> made the playoffs is absolutely fantastic. So with that, we move on to the topic. We're supposed to get to there. I'm supposed to, I'm not supposed to do anything. Yeah, we do what the we one want. we plan to get to there. Uh, your favorite sports debut of 2022. That is how we start our two. And we do that next. It is a primetime edition with Luke and Buck on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t